I'm Dan Dews. And I'm Meredith Kelly. The hosts of Little Listeners Lounge. Be prepared to listen and learn about the magic of kids' podcasts. We talk to hosts, creators, producers, and writers and peek behind the scenes of their work. We've had some amazing guests. The deputy director of NASA. Everybody pretending to run away from a T-Rex. Is this what jellyfish are made out of? I see Lincoln's underpants. Join us to learn something new about some of your favorite podcasts. Subscribe to Little Listeners Lounge wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, BKFK listeners. It's time for the last of our Little Oz stories. Let's hear who the superstars are for this episode. My name is Kara and I'm five years old and I like rainbows and kittens and that's all. My name is Myla. I'm eight years old. I come from Stuttgart, Germany. And I love mountain biking. Hi, my name is Rebel. I'm five years old. I'm from United States. I like playing Legos and driving in my Power Wheels car with my little sister and playing with my train set. I listen to my kids for kids. I'm Ellie and I'm six years old and I live in Ryan Trimble and I love dancing ballet. Hi, my name is Zoe. I'm six years old. I'm from Dallas, Texas, and I like doing gymnastics. And Myla and Ellie have made another quiz for this episode. Listen at the end. Okay, Ruby, let's get on with the story. Little Dorothy and Toto Once upon a time, in a faraway land called Oz, there lived a little girl named Dorothy and her trusty dog, Toto. Dorothy wasn't your typical Kansas kid, though. She had been to the magical land of Oz by accident and was invited to stay there forever. Toto, her small black dog with curly hair and shining black eyes, joined her on this incredible adventure. When they weren't exploring the dazzling Emerald City, they liked to wander through Oz, having more adventures. It's not that they were looking for trouble, but trouble sure seemed to find them. You see, there was this little wizard in Oz who always worried about Dorothy going on adventures all by herself. But Dorothy, being the brave little girl she was, just laughed at his worries and said, I'm not scared of anything in Oz. One sunny day, as they wandered through the wild wooded hills at the southeast of Oz, a place usually avoided by travelers because so many magical things were there, they stumbled upon a sign nailed to a tree. It said, Watch out for Crinklink. Toto couldn't read but he gave that sign a serious look. Dorothy reassured her furry friend, saying, Don't worry about crinkling, Toto. I don't think anything in us will harm us. And if things get tricky, you'll protect me, won't you? Said Toto, and Dorothy knew that meant a promise. The path was narrow and wound here and there between the trees, 
but they could not lose their way because thick vines and creepers shut them in on both sides. They had walked a long time when they came upon a lake of dark water, so big and so deep that they were forced to stop. Well, Toto, sighed Dorothy, gazing at the lake. I guess we have to turn back. There's no bridge or boat to take us across this water. But just as she said this, a tiny voice piped up right beside them. Dorothy did a double take and looked down at her feet. There sat a man, no taller than a toy, with his legs dangling over the edge of the path. Oh! exclaimed Dorothy, startled. I didn't see you there. Toto growled, ready to protect his friend. But this mini-man didn't seem the least bit afraid of Toto. He simply said, I'm the fairy man, and it's my job to take people across this lake. Dorothy was surprised. She could have picked the little man up with one hand, and the lake was huge. Looking at the ferryman more closely, she saw that he had small eyes, a big nose, and a sharp chin. His hair was blue and his clothes red, and Dorothy noticed that every button on his jacket was the head of some animal. The top button was a bear's head, and the next button was a wolf's head. The next was a cat's head, and the next was a weasel's head, while the last button of all was the head of a field mouse. When Dorothy looked into the eyes of these animals' heads, they all nodded and said, Don't believe all you hear, little girl. Silence! He turned to Dorothy and asked, Do you wish to cross over the lake? I'd like to. She answered, hesitating. But I can't see how you'll manage to carry us without any boat. If you can't see, you mustn't see. He answered with a laugh. All you need do is shut your eyes, say the word, and over you go. Dorothy wanted to get across in order that she might continue her journey. All right, she said, closing her eyes. I'm ready. In an instant, strong arms seized her. They were so big that Dorothy gasped in surprise. Silence! Boomed a voice like thunder, and Dorothy opened her eyes to see that the tiny man had transformed into a giant. He held her and Toto in his massive grip, and with one colossal step, they were on the other side of the lake. Dorothy's heart raced, especially as the giant kept on stomping through the hills, squashing bushes and trees beneath his gigantic feet. She tried to free herself while Toto whined and trembled beside her. But the giant was too strong. Who are you? She demanded, her voice trembling. And where are you taking me? But the giant said nothing. Instead, a voice close to Dorothy's ear replied, This is the fearsome Crinklink, and he's got you now. Dorothy managed to twist her head around and found it was the second button on the jacket, the wolf's head, which had spoken to her. What will Crinklink do with me? You must wait and see, replied the wolf. So 
Sometimes he's very cruel. Squeaked the weasel's head. He transformed some people into bugs and other things. Growled the bear's head. Some he enchants so that they become doorknobs. Sighed the cat's head. Some he makes his slaves, even as we are. Added the field mouse. And that is the most dreadful fate of all. As long as Crinklink exists, we shall remain buttons. As there are no more buttonholes on his jacket, he will probably make you a slave. The giant took such big steps that he soon reached the top of the hills where there was a log castle. He put down Dorothy and Toto, for Crinklink was far too large to enter his own doorway. So he made himself grow smaller until he was about the size of an ordinary man. Then he said to Dorothy, Enter, girl. Dorothy followed his orders and walked into the castle with Toto tagging along. Inside, she found one enormous room. There was a table and chair of ordinary size near the center and at one side, a tiny bed that seemed big enough for a doll. Everywhere else were dishes, dishes, dishes. They were filthy and they were piled upon the floor in all the corners and on every shelf. The giant sat down and sternly told Dorothy, You're going to wash all these dishes. I need them clean and if you break any, you'll be punished. Dorothy was frightened, but she knew how to wash dishes, so she began the task carefully. Toto sat by the fireplace, eyeing the giant suspiciously, and Dorothy moved slowly and cautiously so as not to break anything. Crinklink sat in his chair and growled at Dorothy because she moved so slowly. He expected her to break a dish any minute, but as the hours passed, this did not happen. Crinklink began to grow sleepy. He began to yawn and finally said, I'm going to take a nap, but the buttons on my jacket will be wide awake. Whenever you break a dish, the crash will waken me. With that, he shrank down to a tiny size, lay down on his little bed and started snoring. That's when Dorothy got a chance to whisper to the buttons on the giant's jacket. Would you really warn Crinklink if I tried to escape? You can't escape, growled the bear. Crinklink will become a giant and soon overtake you. Toto saw an opportunity to save his friend, so he sprang onto the bed, ready to pounce on the sleeping giant. Dorothy heard a loud crash and a heap of dishes fell from the table to the floor. Then the girl saw Toto and the little man rolling on the floor like a fuzzy ball. And when the ball stopped rolling, there was Toto wagging his tail joyfully. And there sat the Wizard of Oz himself, laughing heartily at Dorothy's surprise. Yes, my dear, it's me, he said. I've been playing tricks on you all for a good reason. I wanted to show you that it's not safe for a little girl to wander alone in a magical land. So I took the shape of Crinklink to teach you a lesson. Crinklink isn't real. 
If he were, you'd be in big trouble for breaking all those dishes. The wizard now arose, took off the coat with the button heads, and spread it on the floor, wrong side up. At once, there crept from beneath it a bear, a wolf, a cat, a weasel, and a field mouse, who all rushed from the room and escaped into the mountains. Dorothy looked at the wizard with a mixture of relief and indignation. You sure gave me a scare, wizard. Maybe I'll forgive you one day. But right now, I'm pretty mad about how easily you fooled me. And so, with Toto wagging his tail, they decided to head back to the Emerald City. The wizard had certainly given them an adventure to remember. But Dorothy couldn't help feeling that she'd had enough surprises for one day. Who's the main character of the story? The main character of the story is Dorothy. What's the name of Dorothy's dog? The name of Dorothy's dog is Toto. What is the name of the land where Dorothy and Toto live? The land where Dorothy and Toto live is called Oz. What is the name of the creature that Dorothy and Toto were warned about? The creature's name is Crinkling. What is the task that Crinkling gives Dorothy? She has to wash all the dishes in his castle. What is the true identity of Crinkling? He is the Wizard of Oz. What is the lesson that the Wizard of Oz wanted to teach Dorothy? That it's not safe to wander alone in a magical land. Hey guys, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. It is one of the best ways to support BKFK Storytime.